Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Gray Sweatpants. When you want to make everyone around you uncomfortable, it's Gray Sweatpants. Found in all major retailers and your depressing uncle's bottom drawer. VWB is also brought to you by Master Wong's Lawn Care Service. For your residential and commercial needs, Master Wong has traveled the Orient and the far reaches of the world to discover the ancient ways of lawn maintenance. To book an appointment for an estimate, go to www.graysweatpants.com. Let Master Wong kick your grass. And now, Veterans with Benefits, with your host, the only NCO to ever use the term hammer time in an EPR, Roll Spurback. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? What's going on? Just chilling, man. I was wondering when I was going to be able to get you on the show. <laughs> been a long time coming yeah so um you know what <clears throat> i know it's early in the morning uh let's start off um give everybody a little bit of your background um you know the legal stuff all right uh rodolfo via here and uh in the air force about 11 years five assignments been a couple different bases done some weird stuff cool stuff whack stuff it is what it is uh I'm also, uh, most people know me by the ASE meme page. Basically, if you see a fire meme, that's basically me. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where, where'd you grow up? Colorado, man. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yeah. So let me, I'm going to tell everybody something a little about, a little about VA here. Okay. He's from Colorado Springs, but when you first meet him, he's going to pretend like he's not from Colorado Springs. He's going to pretend like he can't speak fucking English. That he's Mexican, he's the most Mexican kid you've ever seen in your life. Doesn't know anything about America, dude. That, that's called tactics. I uh, yeah, Expl- people, you know, you know what, dude? Because I know people that do, do that too, and it's funny. But explain that. Explain that tactic, like why you do that. I know it's funny, but like just usually it's just a game that we play. I, I if I know somebody and they like, you know, there's some people that get around you and they'll. Usually it starts like this. Somebody will be like, hey, man, so what's your first name? And I'm like, uh, Rodolfo. And they're like, how do you say that? Oh, your last name, Villa? Villa? And they get all technical with my name. And I'm just like, well, today I don't speak English too well. <laughs> and, we'll see, and we'll see how this goes and make it real awkward for everyone. And then eventually they'll just be like, hey, uh, Villa. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Normal. But if they try, you know, people try too hard, you know, Villa. And I'm like, man, just say my name. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so where did, uh, where did that idea for the Air Force, like, germinate? Was it from high school? Yeah, so I, I grew up with, uh, my dad with car dealerships and him working on cars a lot. And, uh, basically he would buy cars that were decent and he did some stuff here and there and I would, he would help, I would have to fix them, change the oil, um, change of alternator, battery, whatever it was. And I got kind of good at it to where I felt pretty good about being a mechanic. And then my friends were joining the military and, and I was talking to him about it. And he was like, why don't you be a jet engine mechanic or something like that since you like to work on cars and stuff? And I was like, dude, that sounds awesome. And uh, 
went to the recruiter and I signed up for open mechanic. I think that's what it was. That's what I did too. Yeah. Which means AFE. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I don't know what you were looking for, but I, I knew once I took my ass fab, I was like, I'm going to be a grunt hand. I mean, I scored like 70s or 60s, 70s or 60s to 80s, something like that in my ASVAB, but I, but I didn't really know what that meant. I was like, you know, 17, 18. I was like, yeah, I got a, a C or a D on my test, but I just wanted to be a mechanic of some sort. But thank God <laughs> I did not get crew chief, man, because that's basically what I wanted to be. I didn't know it, but I just wanted to be working on jets. And yeah, it didn't work out. I thank the, thank the Lord every day. <laughs> you would, you'd be out right now. Oh, dude, I don't think I'd be in, yeah. Yeah, you'd be a veteran right now. I'd have been, uh, I don't know, man. I'd been working at, like, Bass Pro Shop or something. <laughs> yeah, you've been co-hosting this show with me. <laughs> oh, for real, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, okay. So, what was boot camp like for you? I mean, just the experience itself. Because, you know, until you go there, you, you know, you only know it from the movies. So I mean, was it, was it hard for you or was it just like, nah, like just getting through? I mean, I think we all had our, our moments where like, oh my God, this is real. Like it's about to go down. But uh, I think everything up to it was like, heck yeah, military. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to do cool stuff and all that. And uh, once I got into basic and I had that first night, I was like, oh my God, like, why am I here? Why did I do this? Just like everybody else. Uh, other than that, dude, I didn't really struggle. My T, I didn't even know my name until like probably like the eighth week. He probably, he probably didn't want to say it because he didn't want to mispronounce it. <laughs> 2010, man, he was that dude was wild, but I didn't really have. I, I, I remember taking the first PT test because I was worried about running and I scored like an 11 flat and I didn't know if that was good or not. And everybody was like, Yeah, you passed. And I was like, Oh, dude, after that, I had no barriers. Like, I was crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't think. I, I was the only person in my family to be military. So I was the first one for, <clears throat> I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't say like, Hey, what's it like in the military? Like I had people that were veterans that served in like, you know, the seventies and eighties who I talked to, but they were like, Oh man, they're going to beat your ass and they're going to do all this crazy shit. But you know, obviously 30 years went by and now it's not like that anymore. Yeah. But, I wish we could go back in time and we could take you, plug you back into basic. And like when the first, guys is like in your face yelling at you you could just go okay <laughs> man i'm telling you like we always talk about it like would you go back to basic you know just to mess around and in my mind i'm like absolutely i would but fuck i get kicked out so fast i would get because i you know we know all the jokes we know all the things to do or not to do but everything is just a game after that if it's just how stupid can you be like how much bullshit can you get away with <laughs> it's all you yeah. really want to do i do i mean I say that too, and I've been asked that, and I'm like, I'm like, I always say no because I'm like, the amount of sleep you don't get, I couldn't deal with it, dude. Dude, I, I don't need sleep like ever. I probably get, I can get six hours and be completely fine. Five hours, it's not a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, after basic and um, tech school, what was your your first base was Cannon, right? Cannon Air Force Base. Okay. Yeah, man. No, that place is what was it like being the new guy <sighs> yeah well you know i worked with some cool individuals that <laughs> basically 
uh, put me through the ringer in the beginning and also a lot of jokes, a lot of pranks. I think Canon back in back in 2010 was like peak Canon. That's how I felt. Of it. I mean, when you're there, obviously you feel like if you're the best. But man, I, I remember doing an over the phone PT test, people messing with me. I seen dudes check, doing eye wash stations with their face, like literally checking them for like five seconds. I did that. I mean, just stuff like that. But also, it was uh, we were AppSoc, man, so we were always doing stuff. So you were constantly like learning and then getting tested because you were TDY, or uh, you got this new that's new parachute showed up and no one's ever done it. Here you go, Cannon, go learn that shit. Like it was always something going on. Uh, as a new airman, I think, man, I thank God that I got I got that base because it basically set how I feel about everybody, every other base now. Like you know, like if you get like a base that no one really likes in the beginning might not whatever you go to another base that has stuff and you're like hell yeah and and then you'll find an airman there like i remember being in england and some airman was like i fucking hate england mildenhall sucks i can't wait to get back and i'm from canon and i I was man i looked this motherfucker i was like better shut the fuck up dude like you you don't know what you have right now you you just spoil airman right now dude like yeah i i enjoyed canon a lot man and honestly if i could if i could go back to canon i would yeah, I don't. I I think uh, I think Charette's still there, isn't he? Nah, man, he's at a he's at a staff job now. He's a I think he's at a matchcom. I don't know which one it was though. Senior now, man. Yeah, damn. I remember when he was a little baby. I remember when he was a senior, man. And he's still a little baby. He looks like a little baby. But... <laughs> I was at, I was in tech school with him, dude. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah he was there with me though. I mean, I, I basically had all my not people come to Canon. <laughs> I I know Charette will never do this show. I just know it because I know him. Yeah, he won't. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure I told you this story. But anybody that knows Joshua Charette from Maine is and, and was in Minot from 2005 to 2008 is going to know this story. So I'm just going to blow Charette's spot up right now. He, um, you know how Charette is. He always talked about, you know, um being a wrestler because he was stout and short. He was like, you know, he was tough and shit. We had this uh, airman from Life Support. I forget his fucking name, but he was uh, Chamoran. He was from Guam. And uh, they were they were talking shit back and forth while we were packing. And uh, they were talking about wrestling. And, you know, Shred's like, I'll take anybody in this, uh, you know, in this shop. And this kid at the time was like a, he was like a one striper dude. He was like brand new. This dude wraps your right up in about three fucking seconds, dude. We were laughing. We that dude for the next year, we brought that up every fucking day. Cause this kid just wrapped him up and choked him out. Right hey. on the right on the floor, right on right on top of some uh drag shoot lines. You can't get beat up by life support, dude. No, dude. And now yeah, and that was before we merged too, and this kid was life support. Oh my god, <laughs> man! That dude. I remember him teaching me stuff about uh, you know, UCMJ and how NCOs could do crazy shit. But I would always test Charette, man, because you know how it was, man. He just wouldn't, he wouldn't let you get away with anything, which was him just being a good NCO. But there was times where I was like, "All right, Josh, come fuck down, yeah. <laughs> calm down, dude. Yeah. Like, all right, you're tough, right? Relax, bro. We know." Yeah. Like, we had that relationship because I knew him from tech school. So, like, I remember when he made staff before me, you know, and, you know, you know, new staffs act like new staffs. But I'm like, dude, come on. You're a little guy. I'm not, I'm not listening to you. And you know me anyway. I'm not going to listen to you anyway. 
Yeah, man. He he's a good dude, man. For sure. <laughs> so, um, give me a give me a couple highlights of uh, of your career so far. Oh man, I got a couple, man. I mean, <clears throat> you can save anything. you can save meeting for me for last. Oh Jesus. Hmm. I'll give you one from each base. Um, <clears throat> Cannon was a lot of, again, weird stuff. Deploying to Miami was probably my coolest thing I did at Cannon. But since I speak Spanish, they made me a translator down there when we went to other places. And uh, I instantly started traveling and <clears throat> te- you know, translating random stuff to random people. I was a translator between an army lieutenant colonel and some like random south american colonel and we and i would sit in between them in the plane and be like hey he, he has five kids El cinco niños. and i would just kind of like i found myself in some weird places man translating contracts that was fun uh i never I got knew to, that yeah man i a lot of people don't know about the, the afsocks deployments man because we couldn't get medals for them or anything obviously because it wasn't supposed to know uh, too much stuff, but it was it was chill. Or what I did was chill. What what the actual people who were down there did was the whole other world. But uh, let's see, no, Korea, man, man, Korea was wild. <laughs> Korea was wild. I think the highlight there was uh, when we had old Eric as our NCIC. Oh my god! And I remember that story, hearing it on the other podcast about. Exactly how it went, bro. And I remember this. I remember this shit so distinctively. And I still tell this story to random people. But the story was tell it again. Tell it again. Tell it again. This this is what happened, man. I remember being uh, working in Aces Two, and then one of the Chiefs comes in. He's retired now, Chief Stevens. Um, He came in. There was Light Dick, aka Light Penis. We couldn't say Light Dick because Eric Nostrand would would get mad if we curse. We called him Light Dick, Light Penis. Then we had you, I think Raymer was there and whoever. But anyways, he comes in. I'm working this parachute. He's not really messing with me. And then he goes over to a survival kit. And there's old Eric just get just trying to be a good tech sergeant, trying to hold it down, man. And and anybody who's ever worked with this man, like his heart is made of gold, but his his AFE brain is made of shit, man. Like it's just not it's not there. There's things that he does that no makes sense to no one. And basically Chief is finding all kinds of shit. He's finding that we don't we have water that's expiring in all of our seat kits and it's not on back order and we're telling him we can't get it. So then he goes and checks the supply log and we don't even have it ordered. And he's like, oh, cool. So you have all, all your jets are about to get down for maintenance and you don't have water ordered and you're saying you don't have water. Well, go ahead and order it. We ordered it. That shit showed up the next day. Oh, my God. And then I remember. And I'm in, I'm, a, I'm on my parachute, like, please, chief, talk to me. Like, I'm, I'm about to, like, throw a tool at the wall just so he can come yell at me so I can, like, divert the, the, the attention this tech starts getting, man. And he's getting pissed. And the chief's just like, what are the roles and responsibilities of a tech sergeant? He starts, you know, and Eric doesn't say shit. He doesn't say anything. And I'm sitting here like, say anything. Like, say freedom. Say, say integrity. Fly, fight, win. Say fucking anything. <laughs> and this man, he doesn't say anything. He's just, like, he's just stuck. And, and we're all just, and it's super awkward. And, and then he yells at him again, what are the role responsibilities of a tech sergeant? And Eric goes, I don't know. And I was like, oh my God, did this motherfucker just tell this chief, this IG inspector, I don't know what a tech sergeant is. This, mind you, this man has been in 19 years. 19 years. Yeah, he was at one base. He held it down. But still, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I, 
I remember when he soon as he said that, I I dropped my shit and I just looked at the wall and I looked out the window and I was like, nope, this is it. We're we're fucked. And I, they all left and disappeared. And then the room was so awkward after that. Like everybody just look at each other and he comes walks over to me and he's smiling, like like no dude, you can get the fuck away from me right now. I'm so I'm so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> you could have well, no. said anything. Now you're gonna now you're gonna know this, but what do you think he did when he got back to his room that night? <laughs> this man, he probably dropped to his knees and started a prayer and <laughs> and was like, Lord forgive me for I sinned. Like he said something wild. Uh, he, he start whipping he, his back. He, he like started whipping up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He pulled out the thing, that little wooden stick with switches on it and started going to town on himself, man. That's I remember this was probably I tell I I learned a lot from him, man. Like he was probably one of the hardest people I've ever had to work with. Would not cuss, would not yell at you. Everything was calm. He was nice as shit. But our personalities at that time versus him was just so damn hard. I mean, this guy would not let, let us play rap music. Yeah, We're basically he wouldn't let any kind of music. But then he'd go to his office and play Christian singles or whatever, and we'd hear. He would listen to Psalms, dude. Yeah, man, and we would. And then I remember. And I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? Like, EO complaint? What's up, man? I'm about to turn your ass in, you know? Like, <laughs> and then and then he pulled us into the office one by one so he can have feedback with us. And I remember everybody just wrecking his shit. Like, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. I remember, I, I think I was a senior airman or a staff. I don't remember. But I remember seeing him and being like, hey, what's up, Eric? No, again, he's a tech sergeant. He'd be like, oh, I'm actually, I'm tech sergeant, whatever. And I'd be like, no, you're not. You're Eric. And walk off. <laughs> and he and he wouldn't and he wouldn't do shit and I was and that's how and I took it I was a piece of shit too back then I would with, with him I didn't treat him obviously correctly but obviously he wasn't performing at the levels we needed him to but yeah I ended up we ended up being cool man because I remember he I gave him a shirt for his going away um I, I bought him a shirt that says Pepsi you know the little logo they had but it says Jesus because remember he used to pound out Pepsis yeah yeah but yeah so and then he and then he like teared up and i was like all right eric calm down dude like i don't fuck that i mean this <laughs> this dude man he was absolute legend but jesus i just he was not korea was not the place for him to be at not with us at least <laughs> no i mean yeah i think i think that with the crew we had in korea was one of the best crews i ever worked with yeah we at least, we uh, at least the ones we got to hang out with yeah we all had our mindset of like well, all right, work is work, and we're gonna do what we gotta do. But after that, we're gonna fucking have some fun, dude. Like, do stupid shit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I loved it, dude. Just ride bikes everywhere and shit. I remember like eating different places, and people were scared to ride their bikes to, to stores. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how is he gonna get around? People just sit in their rooms all day. I, I couldn't do it, man. It, once you found your team, your crew that you hung out with. That that time flew, yeah. Yeah. Can was... you can, can you name any like uh, other than Eric? Um, give me some characters you've met in the in the eleven years you've been in. Hmm. Okay. Oh man, remember Walknick? Yeah, dude. God damn oh. it. Yeah. This dude, this dude would go to PT, walk to PT drinking a soda. <laughs> And it was probably his like third in the morning. Yeah, it uh Walknick was Walknick is the reason why we have to take so many damn tests when we join the military. 
<laughs> like so many like mental tests and and uh you know asvab this like all that and the man is book smart i dude okay this is my first interaction with this dude walked into the main shop or the hub whatever they call it for the very first day i meet an nco a senior man i i reach i, I go to a senior man hey what's up i'm via we shake our hands everything's normal no big deal <clears throat> i go to Walknick, and he's packing a, a shoot hey what's up man i'm via and he just kind of side eyes me in disgust. And then he's like, doesn't say it. He's like, ugh. And he walks off. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, God damn. What? Yeah. And then, and then uh, the other dude was there. He's like, walk Nick, shake his hand and say hello. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, what do you, are you have to, you have to tell him that? Like, and he comes back and he looks at me and he just like, like he kind of like does this weird salute throw thing and he goes, hi. And he walks off. And I was like, what the? what the fuck and then everybody was like it's cool man you'll get to know him and i was like no the fuck he's about to get to know these hands like this dude here hell no i, I didn't i was so i was like damn what did i do <laughs> like did i disrespect him it was he was just this weird kid man dude the first time i met him i shook his hand his hand was wet i was like what the fuck yeah he was i remember stokes well i try to fight him because <laughs> he woke him up at like three in the morning because uh, you know he would get all loud playing video games online. Yeah, he he was during the weekend. I swear he didn't sleep in the weekends. This dude would stay up all day and all night. We it was he was literally the Bigfoot of Korea. Like if you saw him outside base or outside the dorms or work, he was striding with his feet like he was moving at like five point five miles an hour, walking <laughs> get, <clears throat> to the BX to get some soda, whatever it was. And then hustling his ass right back to his lair, into his fucking den, so he could go back and play, keep playing video games. Like we would, we would try. I swear, I think Steve tried to keep up with him one time, just to fuck with him. Like let's try to walk because he wouldn't. He didn't have a bike. He would shuffle his little, his little ass. He would always strut like, oh man. He would just have. He would do weird shit. He was a cool. It was a cool dude once you got to know him and you got to understand why he does what he does. But <clears throat> yeah, initially, man, I was like, you don't just walk like, I, like. You gotta like earn your respect, and he's a senior airman. Like, what are you talking about? Earn respect. <laughs> I was there. Be- I got the career before you, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't remember meeting you, dude. To be honest, I remember meeting you. I remember exactly how it went. You were at the Chow Hall. You were in civilian clothes, and I was walking back with Ely. And you were on a bike, and then you were like, "You're from Canada." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You know Pat?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know Patrick." And then you start bringing up other people from there and all the other AFE dudes. Like, yeah, all them dudes. I know that. And we're like, we're at Canada together. And I was like, damn, cool. Like, that's awesome. And then eventually, it's when we, uh, I think we all went out to eat somewhere. And then you came with us and you started telling me about stupid shit and all the stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. All right, cool. And this guy knows. Like, if you were, if you went to his house parties, that meant you were down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were cool people and you were, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to be, be weird about shit. Uh, oh man, I just remember one of my fondest memories, and I've brought it up a couple of times on the show, is just that um, that one time we all went out with uh, with Moon and Na. Oh my god, dude! The endless fucking seafood platters, dude, and all the that, fucking beer. That was uh, that was probably one of the most difficult nights, bro. I oh my god, because <laughs> you don't want to be disrespectful. Um, and you, they take you to the what they think is like the Olive Garden of, of seafood. Like it's just the greatest place in the world. And as me, as a guy who did not grow up near oceans, didn't eat seafood, Mexican raised, Colorado, all this, and then you put moving crustaceans on a platter, 
and you're like, here, eat it. And I'm like, dude, I don't eat any of this shit. And because how, <laughs> how they were, Nawa's and his translator, they're feeding you. Oh, you, my God. You remember that thing that came out of that conch shell, dude? Ah, oh, dude, I, I remember all of it. I remember, like, like circling the plate. I'm looking for things I was familiar, and I couldn't find shit. And I was just holding a shell and, like, looking at people. Ha, 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 yeah, we're eating. And I was like, I'm not eating this shit, dude. This is horrible. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure me and Stokes both uh, – went to the bathroom threw shit up yeah i I mean i remember i remember them getting upset not upset but like we were they wanted to do soju and beer together and we were all like hell no and then we went and saw the fantas in the fridge we grabbed one of those and started shooting soju and fanta which is complete it's like like a vodka pineapple and we were all like fuck yeah and they looked at us like ew like what the fuck like and then they tried it and they're like, yeah, but they were all cool with it. But I remember Steve, man, Steve got fucking, that was the night. <laughs> that was the night we had to take his ass to the room. <laughs> that, mother, that little bastard couldn't even walk, dude. I, I remember getting Steve out of the fucking cab and uh, <clears throat> I pick him up and I grab him. I put his arms around a pole right outside the gate. And I told him, Steve, you got to hold on, bro. Like you got to hold on to your forearms. And he's like, eh, just making noises. I walk back to his car or the car to pay the taxi driver and I throw him the money and I see his phone in the back. And I was like, and I went to go grab his phone. As soon as I turn around, I see Steve collapsing, bro. He's going down. And like, I'm like eight feet away from him, but this man falls into a puddle. Like he's laying in a puddle. And all I see is Steve blowing bubbles out the side of the, of the puddle. Like this man could have drowned in this puddle. <laughs> so that's one of my highlights in Korea was saving Steve's life. I did that shit. Oh man, yeah. yeah. And I tried to I tried to make everybody famous with crime justice, but it didn't work. <clears throat> man, we did uh we did some some hilarious times, man. I I remember the the me being Mexican down the hallway singing Feliz Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> you remember you remember uh, the Snowman song? I didn't know <laughs> in A Town. Hey, you know what? And that's like to, to this day, I still feel like you were messing with me. I swear to I'm, you, bro. Because I'm like. <laughs> I'm trying to teach Via how to sing Frosty the Snowman, but Via's so convincing, even when you get to know him, that he's, like, too Mexican for his own good, that he doesn't <laughs> know about, like, stupid shit like Frosty the Snowman. So I'm trying to teach him how to sing it, and he couldn't get the words. I had never heard this song before in my life. <laughs> but, uh, You're born and raised in America. How the hell do you never hear Frosty this... the Snowman? This is the thing, man. So I'm first I'm first generation American. So like I grew up in a Mexican household eating Mexican food. I didn't have a TV and all that. And until I got into school is when I learned. And and what people what probably throws people a curveball is I don't have an accent. I don't have this like, hey, what's up, man? Like I don't have this Mexican, you know, tone or anything. I sound completely normal. Like I don't like American. So we when have people to teach the kids. Yes, how do we teach these kids? I don't have it. So if people think like Oh, you speak Spanish? Like, they don't even know that I speak fluent Spanish. Like, absolutely, I do. Because I grew up, that's my first language, and I learned English. But luckily with me, I had six sisters and a brother who were all ahead of me. And they all spoke English and Spanish. So by the time they got, basically, they have access. I did it because I got a head start. As soon as I was five, I already spoke a lot of English and a lot of Spanish together. So by the time I was 18, you know, I had no access. Everything was normal. But, yeah, I was definitely sheltered, bro. I didn't have a TV until we were like, I don't know, 16. So all the, like, we didn't celebrate Christmas. We didn't do any of that. So, it, so with me going to Korea and, hey, sing this song. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? 
Can I get a piece of paper? Like, I can't, I don't, I, you want me to freestyle this? Like, I don't know this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, but what I do, especially, um, like when I get to new base, I, look, I'm not going to lie. You know, everybody knows dirtbag, but I got to find, I got to find other clowns to spend my time with. Yeah, man. It's for sure. I always tell people in AFE, like, either you're funny or you're a good worker. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you gotta be, you gotta be one of the two. Because if you're, if if you're not a funny dude and you're a hard worker, we'll tolerate it. But if you're a shit worker but you're hilarious, we'll still tolerate it. <laughs> yeah, because like you can't have no dude that's a wiener and who's just doesn't like to joke, and he's a shit worker. That guy there, man, that's the dudes that people try to fight. That's the dude that gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah, like lighting. <laughs> oh, fuck. old light penis, man. Yo, okay, th- we don't have to mention her name. But I, I remember one of the funniest things, dude, is, you know, the NCYC of the 35th. Correct. I'm tracking. Okay. <laughs> I'm tracking. When she went to her room, the, the, the two cases of beer and the three pizzas. <laughs> Man. That was a, I, I think, I think somebody yelled out from our little group and was like, you going to a party? <laughs> she looked back with this straight face. Didn't say nothing, but she just shook her head. No, like, uh, hell no. Like, <laughs> and I remember like, and we were like, like, that is a, that is the weekend of food. And then I remember one of them asking her afterwards, like, Hey, uh, did you, was that for you? Like, and yeah, she pounded that out, dude. Like that was her. That was, I would, that was impressive. That was yeah. hardcore. I mean, dude, that was like a marathon. I, I wish I would have, you know, had video of her just like housing three pizzas and two cases of beer in yeah, one that night. Was, that was amazing. I was like, I just blown away. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, you, you bring that like beer expires in my house. Like I don't drink beer that much. So seeing that, I was like, that is that is fucking like, I had a hell of a week, and I'm gonna absolutely wreck my body. To be honest, I don't think the whole year I was there, I ever had beer in my room. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Oh, I, I had I, some Mexican beer I drink. I think I had like a, I think I had maybe a couple bottles of soju, but that was about it, dude. Like I didn't really have liquor in my room. Yeah, I, don't, I can't I was, remember. I was hitting the gym hard in Korea, dude. That's like the one thing I really love to do is go to the gym. I don't think I don't know what my normal thing was. I remember trying to get back to my room as fast as possible because just chilling, man, watching TV, doing nothing after work, at least was like that was my time to relax. And and I mean, obviously, Korea was work is easy in Korea. No one complains about AFI work in Korea. It's just the, the shit that happens day in, day out where you nobody has this tool or nobody knows how to do this equipment. And then there's a fucking exercise. And now we're sleeping three days in the squadron because they do that stupid ass uh, stay at night in the squadron, go to work and do all that shit. Like it is, that's, it's just the rent. And then obviously your family, you've got guys going through shit. So it was work is easy, but it's, it's the trying to survive the, the life part is just the part that gets people, which is understandable. I wonder what they do now, because remember we had to sleep in that like electrical room. And mm-hmm. there was like, there was like six cots. I had to sleep next to ox one time, dude. And that motherfucker. I'd- snores yeah. like nobody's business i remember ox yeah i uh, was sleeping in the in the ncyc room and i was sitting at the chair watching whatever and uh the fucking squadron commander walked in and ox is knocked out sleeping on the floor 
and straight caught us sleeping. And I was like, and as soon as he looked at him, I just got up and left. I was like, I, I can't be here. I didn't oh, do nothing dude. wrong. What about that time you <clears throat> caught me? You caught me sleeping in my in my uh, gas mask, and I left the mic on. Oh yeah, you're under the table or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I just remember like, what the fuck is that sound? Because we had the TV playing music, and I just hear like that rumble. I was like, what the fuck? Look under the desk. There you are. And we just <laughs> laughed. I was like, we should turn his mic off at least and just let him go, dude. Let, just let him sleep. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And you went to mine on after that. And then I went to Nellis. Yeah. I rem- dude, I remember um, when when Latito found out he was coming here, and he found out I was here. I was in Korea. He was like, "Fuck." <laughs> it was funny. I I saw Latito like probably like three weeks ago. He was at my base. You see, like Latito, I'd, I'd love to have him on the show too, but I know he wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think he would. I. It, I, it's understandable people right now in today's world it's like you can't say anything without people judging you and all that but but to be it, honest i don't really get i mean like so i've dude I've, I've i've asked people like to do the show and you know they just hear like the rumors about veterans with benefits and they feel like they're gonna get kicked out of the air force but i haven't had anybody on i've had plenty of active duty people on that just talk about their time and i've never brought up anything incriminating or like, I don't feel like I've had anything. Like, dude, we've been talking for thirty-two minutes. Do you feel like you're getting kicked out of the Air Force right now? No. If anything, people are just scared to hurt feelings, and that's a, that's what it is, really. Because you most of our oh, in AFE, like bases are cool, or but the, it's the people there who make the base. You know what I mean? Like, so if you have shit workers, shit bosses, and then you you slip up and be like, oh man, when I was at Nellis, my fucking flight chief sucks ass. And then you're, and then they start thinking, well, when was he at Nellis? And then they find the person and then they hear it. And then people just, people just get in their feelings, man. People scared to say stuff, but that's the thing, man. Like I remember we have conversations all the time, like sexual assault, rape, whatever. And they tell us in the room, if you feel uncomfortable, they don't tell us to stop talking. They say, you can go like, you don't have to be here because we're supposed to have these conversations. So I take it as like, do this podcast as like, this is your time to say what you want to say. Like, obviously if you start saying some crazy shit, like, Oh dude, I used to get high as shit at this base. Like, okay, that's a red fucking flag. (laughs) That, (laughs) that that is no, don't say I'll I'll go crazy, but like people, we have interactions with people and, and we have our, you know, our thoughts afterwards. And this is how I felt and this and that, but we don't know. Most people, most people in their lives will never get interviewed about shit and just be like, Hey, tell us how you feel. Because, and then when they do, they don't know how to act because they're like, Oh, the air force, this and that. Just don't be, just don't be dumb. Don't say crazy shit and you'll be fine. But our, everybody act like if we were, if I was in front of you, I'd still say these things. If there was a chief in front of me, I'd still say these things. Like, like that's how you have to take these interviews. Like it, it is what it is. Especially- I'm a man. Especially because you know me, and like most of the people that I ask know me, so yeah. they're like hesitant. I'm like, it's just me, dude. I'm an idiot. Like, come on, like, yeah, chill. This is a safe place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, dude. You, out of all the people you've, met, I'm not gonna say I'm number one, but out of all the people you know in the Air Force, like, come on, dude. Who's who's the chillest motherfucker you know? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's pretty sure you. Yeah, like nothing. If anything, the only thing that gets you mad is not leaving on time. <laughs> That's it. Like, hey, this uh, we lost a, a needle in a raft. In a raft. Okay, well, we'll leave it for anyways, and we'll fucking <laughs> find it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like people get more in trouble on the meme page than here, than on a podcast. I would think because well, there's like 
three thousand people. I think I don't know many. It's like it's a couple thousand on the meme page. I have gotten so many now that you know too as a moderator. But like, um, people have literally sent me shit directly to me and say post this meme, and it literally will say if you're the superintendent at this base, fuck you. And I'm like, wow, I am not posting that because that is a that is a fucking direct airstrike to your shit. Like that is so like ah, calm down, dude. Like I can't be posting that. And people people like. You know, it's funny. People on Facebook will get brave and they'll post things. But it is what it is, man. People just got to take it light. Just be chill about it. You know what? I want to talk directly to the AFE meme page right now. Now, there's a couple of us that are moderators that, you know, that got to, you know, got to accept your post. You motherfuckers need to proofread these things. <laughs> because, yo, first of all, some of them ain't even funny. And, yo, I let you guys do it. I'm like, when I see an unfunny one, I don't even touch uh, it. Same, dude. I do the same thing. If some, there's one right now that I, I let slide for like a day or two, no one said anything, then I'm like, all right, I'll be the guy. Delete. Hell no, I'm not proving that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's funny when they have a typo, like some serious verbiage that's incorrect, because I just I because that just makes more people comment, and then people start getting around. Like I always tell like Simon and all them like. The other uh, admins like we're we kind of start the the spark, but the comments is what makes the fire go, man. Like that's what people will comment some hilarious shit about something, and that's what makes it funny. Like my favorite, my favorite is when like uh, someone tries to join the group and they don't ask or any answer any questions. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna delete the shit out of you right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I I'll see if somebody asks and then they'll, they'll say no questions answered. Like mm, okay, I strike one, and then I go. Go to their picture and or something, and I'll look and say, "Any are you in uniform?" Because a lot, it's usually it's usually the new guys. They're in tech school, and then they'll have a picture of themselves wearing uh, AFE graduation. Like, ah, okay, there it is, approved. And another guy who's just I I, I remember one time we had a, a couple of times we had spouses join, and literally somebody wrote AFE technician spouse, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I, I would, I would have deleted her ass right away. I, I was like, you know what? Uh, conflict of interest, uh, denied, not for me. I didn't know. I was like, no. Nah. And then, I, and then they did it again, and I was like, okay. But yeah, I was like, I don't know. But I, I was like, why would you want to join that? Whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, people. Man, there's people. I've, I've had chiefs email me before. Swear, swear to you, and say things like, "Hey, man, you might want to be calm with what you say on there." I, oh, I. I just stir the pot. I don't say anything. Well, I mean, I speak the damn truth most of the time. I remember uh, probably one of the funniest videos I caught caused the most shit. There's two of them. One of them was, remember the, what's the dude that lives in the sewer, the clown? Uh, it, the Pennywise? It, I still ain't seen the movies, but that dude, I remember the meme was like, uh, what can you, what would you have to say for, what would Pennywise have to say for you to get in the sewer? Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote AFE edition. And people were saying shit like, oh, we don't do ComSec program down here, got in the sewer. We got P-Touch down here, got in the sewer. We don't do d And then and people from, we had, it was like 300 comments. And then if you look, if people who know people who've been around the Air Force, that's a senior master sergeant. That's a tech. That's an A1C. That's a, that's a chief. And people were going in on this thing. And I mean, I had people, I had, I had a chief email me and was like, hey, man, I'm going to use this list to try to fix AFE. And I was like, well, shit, look at that. That helped yeah. out because 200 some people said this shit sucks. And he, uh, some chief actually took that as like, yeah, we'll take this and push it up as these are all the things that our career fields having issues with. And there was things that was basic. Like we don't have three ninety ones down here for parachutes. And I'm like, damn, you don't know how to get that. Like, 
but yeah, it, and then you've also have the guys who just some wieners who just I appreciate it if you don't approve things like that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you can just leave the group, fam. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But yeah, one of the scariest moments um, with like senior leadership was when we were in Korea. I was sitting in the sauna, and the base chaplain walks in, mm. and he's like sitting there. I'm, it was only me and him in the room, and mm. I knew he was because I've seen him before. And he's looking at me. And I know he's about, I knew he was like, you know, when someone's looking at you and like, they're just waiting to like start a conversation with you. Oh, yeah. And he goes, he's like, don't I know you? I'm like, I don't think so, sir. And he's like, he's like, I think I do. He's like, you have that show on YouTube? I'm like, fuck. This motherfucker was watching Crime Justice, dude, and loving it. I thought he was going to like, you know. But- give me his email and be like, you need to talk to me. Like we need to get, you know, we need to get this off the internet. <laughs> yeah, be one of those dudes. Yeah. And, and, uh, any other base, any other base probably, but because it's Kunsan air base, Korea, where, where shit goes down, <laughs> where, where people get into fights on Tuesday and it's normal. Like, yeah, you could probably get away with it, but there, I get, yeah, that's the thing, man. People, there are some wieners out there, man, that will just find a reason to say something. And, yeah. yeah, that was that was one of the one one of the things that like really like I didn't like about the military experience. Like I, you know, because it's like when you get in, you don't realize that everybody can get in. Like pretty much, if you're breathing, you're going to get in the military. Oh, and for sure. Whether you're high speed or you're a fucking wiener, you're getting in. Yeah, and I. I I couldn't stand working around those kind of like weenie kids, dude. Yeah. I remember being in tech school and there was, there was guys in my class that were like underage drinking. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like fly, fight, win, integrity first core values. I mean, I bled blue dog. I was like, what, what, how are you such a piece of shit? If we just went through two months of training and then I just couldn't understand it. Like, it was really hard for me to get through my head. Like, why are these airmen being so fucking stupid? And then I was like, maybe well, these are just some bad kids, whatever. Moved on, got to my first base. And then I saw another guy showing up late. And then this guy was doing stupid shit at work. This guy was failing evals. He failed a PT test. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, we, I thought we were the best military. I thought we were all going to be professionals and do all cool shit. But it's not like that. You have humans who do regular shit who have bad days and all that so it was really hard i was probably the most judgmental airman my first three years in the air force like like if you weren't doing the absolute best and i knew it i fucking hated you i yeah and i and it, it took a couple years for me to understand like like there's a certain point where you have to let go of what the afe airman is and understand who that human is you know what i mean like you can't just tell everybody like take the uh, the man out of the hood to take the dog out of the fight type thing. Like you just, they're going to, people are who they are and that uniform has to come off and they're going to have problems and you get, just got to help them work through it as best you can. If not, and I mean, the military isn't for everyone, you know, like there's a lot of guys that just struggle with it and it is what it is. But yeah, it was hard, man, to pee and see some dirt bagger. And then they got those dudes. Oh, yeah. The wieners, man, those are the worst, man. Well, yeah, I remember, I remember like when you first started working with us, like I, like people, you know, I can, I, I'm, I'm a pretty good sense of character. I have a pretty good sense of character. So I, and I'm a shark. So I knew like when I've met, when I was working around you, you were the same way. And that's why I, you know, I liked you immediately. Cause you know, when like a weenie walks in the room, someone like it, it, he's getting roasted. Oh, absolutely. And if, and if it wasn't me, it was you. 
And I'm like, I'm like, because I love that about people. Like if people like, you know, bust balls and shit, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be his friend now. Yeah. Because, I, you know, people like, you know, Lydic walking in the room, like you're getting roasted. I don't even know who you are, but you are getting <laughs> fucking roasted. Yeah. He's, it's just, uh, I, it comes with like the new guy in, in, in the school or the, the work center. Like it's just kind of goes, everybody takes jokes and all that. But yeah, I, yeah, I just don't. People that do bullshit gear and all that, I fucking hate them. I will, I will destroy that ass. Like it's too easy just to do your job correctly. Like I said, you just gotta be a good worker, man. Do do the 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 bare minimum and be funny. I'm okay because because there's a lot of people that can't do both. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you get just random people. <sighs> yeah, that's the I, I guess that's the good part too. In, in AFE, we get such different people from different everything. Yeah, I mean, God. I think I've done like sixty episodes, dude, and not and none of them were the same. Oh yeah, everybody's got their like. I people always freak out and hear about me, and they're like, "How hey, you been in eleven years? And I've got five assignments already." And I'm like, "Yes, dude, I do. I click buttons and shit. I'd be I'd be raising my hands when when they ask for people. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I'll fucking do it. And it, <laughs> I don't yo, care. it go, yo, it goes by fast as hell, dude. The time goes yeah. by fast as hell." Yeah, like five years. I think what was it like six years ago? I was at my first assignment. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. had like you already had nine kids. Yeah, nine kids, married, fucking, got been around the world and shit. Yeah, yeah and you, you know, okay, um, and where you're like one of the few instances I remember. Um, didn't your wife have your daughter while you were in Korea? She was born. Uh, I was there for the birth, but okay, were... you were there. Okay, I I couldn't remember if you were there or not. No, I was there, but the basically she was supposed to be due like four days after I was supposed to leave, and so they were, they were trying to figure out ways to where I could stay, be home with my uh, for that, and they basically the, some of the shit that I got told was just some horrible advice. But luckily, she got she ended up being born, but it was it was probably just it was probably worse honestly, because. When you're not, when you're, when your wife's pregnant or whoever it is, like the baby's in the stomach, you don't know with who they are, what they look like. You can't hold them. So if you leave, you're not there for it. You miss the birth and then you just miss the, the baby, but you don't really know the baby, haven't met the baby. But when this is, this is just me as well. So I have my opinion, but like when I, when she had the kid and I got to see the kid and then 12 days later I left that shit, man, that shit cut deep because I had to literally see my newborn girl. And she was going through shit with medical shit. And then I had to like basically give my baby to my wife and say, I'll see you in a year, six months, seven months, whatever it was. And I mean, like, like just this little ball of fucking heaven. And I'm, I'm saying bye to it. It was just that shit. So it killed me so much. And that's, that's that part about Korea that people understand when they get there. Like when you get to Korea and if you're a married dude with kids and all that, you are going to go through some fucking dark tunnels. Cause like, you are alone. alone. In the club has to end the eventually you got to go to your room and it's going to be just you in your head and you're laying in your bed and just chilling. And that's when stupid shit happens. And then people start getting into their feelings and all that. But that's why we, that's why I, I love the team we had dude. because we would always like link up with each other. We would always be around dudes would literally leave their, uh, leave the rooms open for like, I don't know, till four in the morning. Like if you were going through one of those times, we would stay with your ass. Like we, people who went to Korea, uh, should honestly just be like, <laughs> like counselors too, man. Because we've just seen it all. We've yeah. we've 
seen so much different people get cheated on and divorced. And then this person that left them, the kids said, I don't care about you, took their money, like just shit show. Cause yeah, time away from people just, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking about Korea. Like, I don't know if I could do it, if I could do it without the same people there, you know? Yeah. I mean, Would that was the whole there. reason we, you know, I, I started videos cause I'm like, I was like, I need something to do or I'm going to go fucking insane. Yeah. Dude. I love my favorite scene, hands down, number one, was uh, Stokes with the, the the fucking card in the bathroom. Oh, I know. <laughs> fucking dying, dude. <laughs> dude, that dude, the whole I got a whole episode on YouTube of the blooper reels. That's the best part of the show, dude. All the fucking That's, blooper reels. Yeah, and just me, just trying to figure out corn on the cob. What is it? Corn pot. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know nothing. <sighs> So, all right, man. Well, yo, let's wrap this up. But before we wrap this up, we got the uh, bonus questions of death. So, uh, you ready for them? Let's do it. All right. First one. What's your favorite joke or stereotype about either the Air Force or any branch that that you heard? (sighs) So, my favorite one is Navy jokes. Because sailors you know being gay whatever but it's the ones that catch off guard basically the i remember being in a class taking apart a rifle and uh, this was when i was deployed what there's a bunch of navy everybody in there we're gonna do this navy style we're gonna inspect it tip to butt and uh and we're like what the fuck does that mean they were like you navy guys get it and, and obviously it was a gay joke and i was like oh my god you just got you just got flamed on a fucking rifle inspection like jesus no one's safe like <laughs> Navy, it's a bot, man. Navy ones get me every time. Yeah. They are the best ones. Um, okay, what's your uh, death row meal? Mm. I'd probably do a soup, man. I'd probably do like a, a soup. Sear- yes, yeah. <laughs> I really, I, I really enjoy soup. I'm telling you, I'm probably the weirdest dude when it comes to like people see a Mexican named Rodolfo V and they're like, the hell? Like, He's eating hamburger helper tonight. What the hell? <laughs> no, the, I, I really enjoy soup. I'd say a serious chicken noodle soup, man. Like a serious one. Damn, even Rich. chicken noodle, you ain't even going for like something good. Like, you know, like uh, tortilla soup or tomato. Nah, nah nope. I'm, I'll eat that shit. It'll be in Vegas, 120 degrees. And I'm eating soup, man. <laughs> God damn. I am who I am. All right, all right. All right, name me uh, one conspiracy theory that you think is true oh fuck this is hard just say covid <laughs> uh, i can't say covid <laughs> someone will get offended that's i'm gonna go with ufos yeah 100 real uh, yeah it's very hard to i feel like right now the government's like we'll just keep throwing shit out and just ease our way in and then eventually we'll drop the big one and say yeah they're real we knew <laughs> yeah Name me uh, something you missed from home when you left. Uh, the mountains. Oh, yeah. The, mountains the, the, the wilderness, the rivers, lakes, and getting lost in the forest. Absolutely. Oh, you know what, dude? This whole, we've been fucking talking for an hour, and I forgot to tell everybody how you used to fucking fish in, uh, in the sewers in, in uh, Korea. Hey, man. I got that YouTube channel for a reason. <laughs> What's, tell everybody what your YouTube channel is. Poncho Outdoors is where I'm at, and... 
I haven't uploaded in a minute because I haven't been fishing since COVID and all that. But yeah, I used to I used to have my backpack and my bike, dude. I used to put my poles into my backpack, and then I would just take off and just go like I don't know, like five, six, seven miles into the city because I found this piece of water with in the in the sewer or whatever. And then I look at the sewer and, there, and there's some bass in there, and I'm like, fucking, let's go, dude. <laughs> I'm a Koreans t- are pointing at you and laughing and shit. I I remember getting into remember Jonju that river that was through the middle of Jonju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably like there's a video of me fishing there in Korea in uh on my YouTube channel, and the Koreans was going nuts. They were taking pictures of me. They were like pointing to me. There's a fish. I mean, I I was like, I was like Dwayne Johnson, bro, walking through water. Like everybody wanted to see what I was doing because nobody. First off, I'm Mexican, so that's already a different person. I'm standing in the river. Why is this man standing? Why is this Mexican standing in the river? And there's got a Mexican standing river and he's fly fishing. What the fuck is fly fishing? Like, so it was just like, what is going on? You know, it was just, it was really weird. I don't know. People just, yeah. They're going to be telling their grandkids that story. <laughs> yeah. And then he pulled out this little bug and he caught a fish and it was the coolest thing we've ever seen. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, our, okay. Last question. Name me a singer or a band that makes you change the station. Oh shit, son. I'm going to go with, damn, that's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> you know what? Can I just give a genre? Because that's actually easy. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He- heavy metal, bro. Oh, man, there's so much good heavy metal, dude. That's yeah, okay. I just. That's okay. You're, you're brown. You don't understand. I don't. Yeah, and that's that's probably it. You know, I don't know. It's just not for me. When people start screaming and getting the metal, like, uh, like, uh, I just can't do it. I, no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying because there's good screaming and there's bad screaming. And I'm gonna say heavy metal's like half bad screaming. Yeah, it's just dudes who's just pissed off telling me about how their girl and their life sucks yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like, nah, dude. Just screaming about hating their dad. Yeah, shit like that. And I'm just like, no, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> so all right, man. Yo, see how painless this is, dude? Episode's over, bro. We we did it. We survived. Finally got you on the books. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, so one day you'll be fit. Heck yeah, I gotta get. I just gotta get my uh, contracts ready. Get my agent notified. I'm blowing Damn, up. I, I wish I would get. I wish I would have had shirts when I when you came to my house. I would have gave you one. Yeah, dude. I'd have wore that shit to put it on at weird places at the top <laughs> of a mountain. Just take a picture with it. <laughs> uh, so, all right, man, you want to say uh, what's up to anybody or you want to just uh, hang up awkwardly and we'll leave it at that? I'll give a shout out to my AFE people who know me. Uh, let's see, like, keep being real, fellas, and uh, send me some fucking awesome memes so I can keep posting them and keep making our meme page awesome. You guys are the reason why the meme page is so funny. So I'll I'll keep uh, throwing up the alley-oops. You guys keep slam dunking with comments. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll end this episode with saying, I love you, Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old Stokes. Oh, Stokes' best supervisor. Has, I, know, I know he's going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> so, all right, dude. All right, man. All right, everybody. Peace. See ya. If you or someone you know needs help, give the Veteran Crisis Line a call. The number is 1-800-273-8255. And if you don't want to talk to them, slide into my DMs. 
I'll talk to you. But don't ignore the signs. And for the love of God, don't start wearing gray sweatpants. This message has been brought to you by the Veterans with Benefits podcast.